0: Welcome to a Wednesday morning, and we're getting to the the mid part of the week. We made it halfway. Hopefully you guys are doing all right. Got a good show for you today. A couple topics that I think might be good. If you want to participate, you can uh, do that by dialing 1-424-373-5483, 1-424-DSD-LIVE. If you're outside of the United States and you want to do calling that is uh, not international, use the web interface and just go to www.callinstudio.com slash show dsdlive. Little disclaimer, I am not a therapist. I'm an individual much like yourself who's developed some tips and techniques that have helped me throughout my nine-year ordeal that could help you. We're going to talk about some of those today as well. If you like what goes on here and you want to support, you can uh, do that over at YouTube by becoming a member of this show, of this channel. Just go over to the Dad Surviving Divorce page on YouTube and look for the Join button. Every little bit helps. Really appreciate all the support. The other thing I always like to mention, haven't done that in a while, be careful of throwing around diagnoses. A person can only be diagnosed with a personality disorder in a clinical environment. And uh, when you start throwing things around, even though it may be fall, fall right within the pattern, just be careful and cautious of that. That's especially true if you're going through the divorce process. Focus on their behaviors. Focus on the patterns, less on the terminology. Unless you have a diagnosis, then that changes everything. Trying something a little different today instead of coffee, since it seems like it's tearing me up, doing a little bit of green tea. So, whatever you have to start your morning with, grab that, sit back. Let's have a little conversation about how to get your life back, how to break that cycle, and uh, get things going. All right, everybody. Hopefully, you're doing well today. We've got a handful of people in here, which is outstanding. Again, the phone number is 1424 373 5483. If you uh, are watching this live on YouTube, you can scroll down into the show notes and the phone numbers and everything will be there, As we, as is my contact information and website and all that kind of good stuff. If you're listening to this later, on now to include Spotify. Somebody asked the other day, says, hey, I can't find you on Spotify. So I'm like, hmm. So I, had, I guess I had created an account way back when. I just never finished, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, submitting. So I did that yesterday. So I'm officially on Spotify today, as of yesterday. So uh, uh, it, the, it's a roundabout way of saying, if you like this show and you want to listen to the audio version... It's on your favorite podcast player. What I do right after this show's over is I process that down the audio and I upload it. And typically, before I start my day job, I have the, the audio version of the show live and ready to go. So there's a few people who are, are a little more than a few people who are doing that, which is really outstanding. Again, if you want to call into the show, it's 1-424-373-5483. So... I had a comment the other day, yesterday, from a person who's having a problem that a lot of us have, and I wanted to dive into it, and hopefully, hopefully I can, I, I actually wrote a response, but I thought it was important enough to cover in a, in a topic. And it starts out with a person saying, what if your adult children, who also was abused by the narcissist, but they've sided with Team NARC. They've gone on that side. And they go on to say, should I tell them my concerns about their father? What about my 11-year-old? Is he too young? Now, this is unfortunately a situation that a lot of people find themselves into. You know, the alienation has effectively worked and you're in this situation to where you're just beside yourself because how in the world has this happened how have we gotten to this point where my beautiful children have completely sided with the ex well i went through and i'm just going to try to hit some of the key points when i responded back to this person And the, the problem is, and we'll start with the adult children first. The problem is, is whenever you're in that situation, you, you have to realize a couple of key points on this. And the, and the first one is, it was hard for us to go through this situation. And I don't mean this situation. Let me back up. It was hard for us to go through the relationship. I'm sure everybody on here who's listening to this, went through a phase where you were completely blinded by what was really going on. You ignored all the warning signs. You made excuses. And you, we, sided with Team NARC. A child is going to even have a harder time believing that a parent isn't who they think they be now. Now, as I say that, you can be saying, "Well, okay, then they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should love both parents. They shouldn't side." The problem is, is that an, a narcissistic personality type is a master manipulator, and they are also masters at you, you using your weaknesses, your actions, your behaviors against you. So, typically in this situation, the way you get into this p- position is the the narcissistic personality type knows how to push your buttons knows how to get you to react, which is one part of it The second part is priming the target or priming the person they're trying to influence to be prepared for your reaction and and in other words and and it could be it c- it can actually come up in a bunch of different ways so i'll just use. Maybe one or two examples. Let's say you have a tendency to get uh, well, like most people. Whenever you get really stressed, you get a short temper, forgetful, whatever. The way the person starts that is by basically saying, "Oh, it's so sad that that your dad." I'll, I'll use me as you know. Your dad gets so angry. You know, I I I just I just wanted him just to be a loving father for you guys, and then you know boop. Boop, boop, push the buttons get me to react in that way the kids are already like you know oh you know that's yes i can i can see that and then you respond you're reinforcing what the narcissistic person is saying and the kids are slowly being convinced that you are who they say they are the second half of this is that once that starts to happen then they start to to feel like you are constantly trying to attack the other person, right? And then it's a defensive mechanism. It's like, why are you, why are you talking against your, um, you know, why are you talking against mommy? Why are you talking against daddy? And it, um, it gets into a situation to where they're already primed for the fight. So the best way to deal with that is to recognize what the ex is trying to get you to do. Recognize that they're trying to push your buttons. And if you can really look into it, it's like, okay, they're pushing my buttons. What are they trying to get me to do? What behavior do they think I'm going to do? If you can recognize that and then you say, okay, I have to make sure that I don't do that. Like in my situation, I had to make sure that I didn't get... didn't get angry, that I wasn't seeing stressed, which is, I mean, at the beginning parts of this was nearly impossible. Plus, I didn't know what I was dealing with. And then you slowly work on that, right? You have to demonstrate to your children that you're not who you're being portrayed to be. Or maybe you were that, but you're really working hard and diligently to try to become a better person, try to be a better parent, try to try to do, do the right thing. Technically, everything I'm talking about really in this part of it is more, you can use this more for the younger, for the 11 year old, but, but rolling back to the older older child, what you have to do if it's really devolved, if they've decided that they're effectively on team NARC, hopefully you still have inter—you have some type of communication with them. If you're at the point to where they completely have like, nope, you're bad. You know, I'm on, you know, in this particular situation, I'm on team dad and uh, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I hate you. And this is, you know, I'm not even going to respond to you then it just takes time to try to facilitate some opportunity where you can have a conversation when you have the conversation going like this person was saying well should i go and say you know your you know to 25 year old child or 20 you know 19 or whatever the age is your dad is a narcissistic person he probably has npd no it's not going to work you do that And it's going to be, well, that's what I expected you to say. You always bash on dad. You never listen to me. If you get that, if you're lucky enough to get that type of response, the way you have to do it is say, look, I don't like where our relationship is. I want to repair it. So tell me what your issue is. What are you mad at? What is, you know, what are you feeling? What's wrong? And this is the critical part. If they respond, which hopefully they will, just look at them and don't say anything. I mean, don't defend yourself. I mean, appear as though you're engaged and listening to the conversation because it's going to be tough because they're going to be taking their little finger and going, boop, right in your eye. But if you start making excuses defending yourself in that in that particular mode or situation they're going to in their mind they're going to be already expecting it they're like oh okay wow you want to hear this well bam you know you were never there for me let's 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 just say that let's let's go through a scenario and say okay let's say they say you know you know you never really cared all you cared about was money and that could be for the i mean that was said about me i didn't care about the kids all i cared about was money i wanted more time because of money but Let's say they throw that out there. All you wanted was to take all of dad's money, or all you wanted to do was take—is uh, not not to, to 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 reduce the amount. You know, whatever the answer is, you you can't sit there and go, "Hey, look, this is the situation. This is why, because they're expecting it, they'll shut down. It'll reinforce the belief they already have that you're the bad person and that you won't ever listen to them. You have to let them." spew whatever they need to spew and say okay wow i didn't i didn't realize you felt like that you know i mean you could be thinking to yourself why in the world do you even know that you know too much about our business doesn't matter you say okay all right you know what a lot of mistakes have been made how do we go forward what is the way forward to start rebuilding our relationship what do you talking to your child think the next course of action should be because I'm your mom, I'm your dad. I want to be in your life. And how do we do that? Now it's not to say that this is going to work. You know, I mean, this all is, is going to be tough and it may take a few iterations to get this to, to actually start to have some, some, uh, I guess get some traction on, you know, you have to prove that you're serious, that that you really are going to listen to them, and that you're not the person that they think that you are. Now, it's a little bit different whenever you have the 11-year-old because they're still a minor. You know, Hopefully, in that situation, you actually get some visitation, even if it's a little bit of time. As long as you have some one-on-one time, you can start to implement this. It's a little tougher whenever they're a child and they're trying to you know, push their own boundaries, trying to figure out who they are going to be as an adult. I mean, that's tough anyways. But, uh, so you have to modify that just a little bit so that, you know, you can't let them run, uh, you know, without rules and some structure and stuff. But that is the approach to try to turn things around. The other thing I'd mentioned, I was, in the in the comment back as I had spoke a little bit about my my youngest who this has been a really tough thing she's trying to get you know have a good relationship with her mom there's it, in my mind anything that can be used to try to dis- destroy or peel back our relationship is constantly being being implemented so it's 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 an ongoing process Again, going back to the top of this, the, the really tough part is in the beginning stages of this, your child is going to be skewed in a certain way, and you just have to just kind of keep slowly going you know slowly trying to implement this and when I say going skewed in a certain way, what I mean is is that they don't want to believe it; they want their parent to love them to give them the right attention and Unfortunately, with a toxic person, it's always conditional. It's conditional love. It's like, I will give you the attention that you deserve as my child. However, <clears throat> if you don't do what I want, I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to neglect you, uh, at least your emotional needs. And that's really tough for a kid. Bing Tang says, how old are your kids? I think he's asked. they are asking me. My kids are... Uh, almost 15, 21 and 19. So that is one of the main topics I wanted to hit. Let me see what else people are saying here today, this morning. If you want to call in, you can do that at one, four, two, four, three, seven, three, five, four, eight, three. Trish says, yes, our words, any words are their supply. Silence wins. It really does. You know, it, it, a toxic person Needs attention. It can be positive attention. It can be negative attention. Any attention works. The problem is whenever you stop giving that attention, you start taking back your power. They will ramp it up a bit. <laughs> they will start adding adding a little bit of extra stuff into the mix to try to get your, to get your attention again. What what commonly happens is is if they if they uh, uh, one way works, and they stop you know directly directly uh, confronting you, attacking you, and then that stops working. If you have children, typically they move to your children. It's um it's 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 a tough one. Let's see if I can pull up this question. I'm going to grab this caller. I, I do have a caller, so I'm going to grab. Uh, it says it says it's uh, William. Topic is dealing with how your kids respond. Eventually, I could get feel about with you. The pressure from the narc basically goes against you. All right, let me pull you in. Make sure I got the right. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Dwayne. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, first, thank you very much for everything that you've been doing. I've been following your channel for like a year now. Um, I'm not sure how much you know that like, what you're doing is actually like truly helping people, um, especially people like me that don't really reach out or anything to say thank you. Um, you're helping a lot of people, sir. So uh, thank you very much.
0: Thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm calling it. <laughs> it's funny because there have been multiple times where I've been going through a situation and I will look at your YouTube channel and it's like that's the exact situation that I was going through, like that day or that feeling. Like it's amazing. Um, what you you know, we're talking about this morning in terms of that, uh, that, that, (laughs) that's that's like, you should, I put it in the comment, like you should, you should like trademark that, (laughs) but, um, and, and getting or in the, the, the narc or whatever you would want to call them, uh, doing something to push your buttons because they know that you would react in a certain way that, um, You know, it can come from many different places and in many different ways. You know, I woke up the other day and and found out that, you know, my ex or VX, I try not to say my anything, VX, um, had had taken uh, $3,000 out of a uh, joint account that wasn't used anymore. Like we've been divorced for a year. The account was mine. I made it joint when we were married and I just... left it it there with no money in it for a while. I started putting money in it for the kids. You know, I have three kids, 12, nine, and six. Started putting money in it for the kids. And it was awesome because, you know, they would ask me every now and again, you know, how much money do we have now, Daddy? How much money? You know, it was great. Yeah. Um, I checked it the other day and realized that she had taken all of the money out of there. And I have been doing really well in terms of responding and not reacting. But in that situation, I completely reacted to the point to where I was at the house
0: yelling at her.
1: We don't live together, but went to the house yelling at her that, you know, you took money from our kids. I can't believe you. How could you, you know, all this stuff. So I'm saying all that to, to, to get to the point that, when my kids look back at this situation, like they won't remember, but they, they may, but probably not. They won't remember the fact that their mom stole $3,000 from them.
0: No. They
1: will remember
0: you yelling dad at
1: showing up at the house. Yep. Yeah, yelling. Yeah. And that is insane to me. Like, it hurts me to my core that that's the memory that's going to get in. in imprinted in there not what actually happened that led up to that reaction you know it's just
0: yeah it's it's ugh, yeah it's a great i mean it, unfortunately it's a great example <laughs> don't, don't take this the wrong way it's a great example of how not to, to deal with it <laughs> because yeah, right <laughs> you know i mean it, and it was i mean it, it more than likely it was by design because i can i mean as you're saying that i i'm like okay It's a joint account, so the way she can spend it is like, well, it's a joint account. It's both of our money. You know, it's it's not... I did nothing wrong, and legally, she did nothing wrong. You know, you didn't realize she was still on it, and you didn't think she would do it. And then on top of that, the gift with purchases is you responded. You came over, so now after you left, she... She got to the opportunity to basically pull the kids in the house while they're crying and, "Oh, it's okay, you know. I know your dad gets like that, you know. It's, you know, but but it's all right. You know, he'll calm down. He'll be better later, you know. Yeah, you're right. You been you were completely played. Yep. You know? Yep, pretty much. And and, um, and but, but but hey, let me just pause you there for a second. Let me just say this. But don't beat yourself up on it. You know, I mean, none of this crap is easy. None of this stuff is easy. You know, I mean, when I say, you know, I mean, I jokingly do the boop, you know, thing. And it's not a joke because you are provoked. Your buttons have been pushed. You know, you've spent, you've taken the time, you've saved the money, you were doing something good for your kids, you were involving them in it so that they understood it. And then this, this garbage human came along and ripped the rug out from underneath you and you're angry about it. And more than likely that triggered other feelings that you haven't really dealt with which made the anger even more. And that's what happens, right? It's yep. like something happens and you're like, I can't, you, you just get this rage because you're looking back at all the stuff that's happened and it sets you off. I mean, that's why it's so important to to heal those original wounds. You know, I, I, I'm, and, I, and let me just kind of deep dive in that for a minute. What I mean is, is that anytime we're triggered by something that happens, and I know, I know the word triggered is like, people get frustrated with it, but we really do experience PTSD. If you are having that, you need to take a pause and say, okay, you know, yeah, you were wrong, but you, you you know, the, the response wasn't necessarily appropriate. I mean, realistically, probably what you should have done legally would have been to sue her and say, you know what, you know, I want my money back If you're not giving me back, take her to, I mean, depending on the value, I can't remember what the threshold is in small claims court. You could have taken her and walked into court and said, look, we had this account. It was my account before. I forgot that her name was on it. I didn't, this money was for the children. I didn't intend. I mean, it was never a joint account. I've been putting money into it for three years and I'm suing her for my $3,000. Now, is she going to spend that to try to make you look bad? Of course. She'll turn around and say, your dad's taking me to court. You know, I don't know why he just can't let things go, you know, uh, she's still going to do it. But then again, but at that point you wouldn't have had you showing up on the door in almost a rage and dude, you're actually lucky that she didn't immediately go and try to do like a restraining order or something against that because sometimes that's what they're doing. They're provoking you to get you to do that. So then they can turn around and say, Oh my God, he's scary. I need protection. Please tell me she didn't do that. Did that happen?
1: I have that did not, this all just happened yesterday. Um, I have a feeling and I am, I am mentally and emotionally preparing myself for that potential reality. Right. Um, I'm, you you know, the kids are over there. We have a deal where, you know, when the, when you don't have the kids, you, you know, you come and get them for like a day during that week. Right my day is coming up in a couple of days, which also happens to be on my birthday. So I'm also preparing myself for the, re, for the potential reality of right. her talking to the kids. And do you feel scared? Do you want to go over here? Oh, I'm scared. Oh, the kids are scared. They don't want to be with you on your birthday. I'm preparing myself for that reality as well, because I put myself in this situation.
0: Yeah. Um, I. You know what? I mean, if, if you're lucky, it's all about just supply and she got what she wanted right she she took your money and she got you to flip out hopefully it'll stop there some people are saying on there you know if, find an attorney who specializes in a restraining order um i would i you know if it turns to that then obviously you need to do that but just recognize that you made a mistake you know and you have right take a deep breath uh, try to, pre- I mean, so, pre- and what you're doing by mentally preparing yourself for the worst, even though it's stressful, is, I think, good because it's better than you being clueless and something happening and you're not even prepared for it and it just causes you to flip out even more. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, uh, and, and it could go both ways. I mean, there was a, there was a particular incident in my situation where my, well, it wasn't X at the time, we were still married, did something not quite like that, but another situation where it escalated. And I had a friend of mine who's like, oh, you're going to jail. And I'm like, what? He goes, oh, you, you, uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but, but, uh, all that ended up happening in that, all that happened in that situation, because she knew that if that happened, I would probably lose my job. And then she would have to get a job and God forbid that happened. Uh, I was a little bit fortunate in that regard, but I did get the, I did get the letters from the attorney saying, you're scaring her, you're, you're causing her to call the police and hide in the house. And and I'm like, Oh dear God. And I was like, at that time I told my attorney, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going over there. He's like, you, you have to anyways, but, but just, you know, recognize what happened. And this is for you and for everyone else listening to this. One of the things that helped me is once I realized that it was a game to try to get me to react a certain way, when I didn't react the way that they wanted me to react, it felt really good. It was like, it was like the stupidest little victory I could potentially get. And it helped, you know, and I would try to remind yourself of that. So whenever something happens like this and hopefully it doesn't happen again, I mean, obviously, you know, don't put her name, you know, make sure you create a whole new account. She's not on it the whole nine yards. So you don't have to worry about it. So what were you going to say?
1: Yeah. And I'm, I I know those uh, uh, small victories that you're talking about. You know, uh, going back to the uh, responding, not reacting. You know, being able to recognize it. And you said it in one of your previous videos. I don't remember the topic, or I don't remember like which video. But um, you, you, you know, you mentioned that you'll be able to point out the patterns.
0: Yeah. And
1: in their behavior, and you could almost predict what's coming next. You know, if if this situation happens. I respond like this she'll respond like that right you know and it's the same way that they can predict your responses you know as well most of the time so breaking those patterns um and and it 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 almost becomes uh comical or or laughable sometimes sometimes when (laughs) you can see it coming sometimes something right yeah sometimes um when you can see it coming so yeah but at this point, I feel like I'm I'm babbling, Dwayne. Like I, I really would like to just talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but I understand you have you know um, other callers and people waiting to get in. So with that, I will say thank you again, and I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your day, sir.
0: You too, and thanks for calling. Appreciate uh, appreciate it. And hopefully, that was helpful.
1: Yes, very much so. Very much so.
0: Man, guys, I mean, you know, it, it's it's crazy how. The, these patterns repeat. It's the same thing over and over again, and it's like the same. It, it's the same playbook. They all use the same playbook. And just to be clear, I mean, I know in this particular, this caller was was a man. You know, it's the, you know what you would consider the standard dynamic. This happens the other way. When, if a narcissistic man can f- figures this stuff out, well, we'll do the same thing. We've, we've had people in the community here, moms who've been, who've been hit by this, where they weren't aware of what they were dealing with. They get provoked. They say or do the wrong thing. They call the cops, have it set up, get the other person uh, set up with the domestic violence, takes possession of the children, the whole nine yards. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that we have to be, be aware of. Now the sad part is, or the hard part is, is in the beginning parts of this, like, like uh, the caller was was having, and even for me when I was in it, you're so stressed and on and on edge. I mean, you're not at, you're not at this relaxed, calm place. You're already amped up. Your adrenal glands are already going through the roof, and then they start going boop boop boop, and you just it's hard to to hold in there. I mean, I I understand his reaction. I didn't quite, I mean, I didn't respond to the ex, but after I, I sued her in small claims court for the medical stuff, there's retaliation, right? It's like with my video, or the, the topic the other day about how to, if, if they don't get what they want, you're going to pay. They'll find a way to make you pay. And mine did. Next thing I know it's I'm there's retirement fund is being looted. And it's like, Oh, you know, there was a mistake in your, your court documents and she's getting you know 110% of everything in there. Everything you spent the last twenty years saving that's already been wiped out, she gets the rest of it. That was a bad day. <laughs> and I would have loved to have drove o- driven over and pointed my little finger in and her little face, but luckily I didn't. But I almost gave up. I almost that was that was a day where I'm just like, I can't keep doing this. You know, I can't keep doing this and that goes back to what i was talking about before with the original um, comment that we were addressing at the top of the show is they constantly morph and try new things initially they just go straight at you they just you're a piece of crap you know you're a disneyland dad you don't care all you care about is money you don't care about the kids and when that doesn't work, they ramp that up. And when that doesn't work, then they start using the kids. And normally that typically gets us to, 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 to respond to them again because how, how could someone do that? And it just keeps going and going and going. And they'll try to find you know, every little arrow that's in their quiver, even the little broken one that has no little fins on it. Maybe the shaft is cracked. It's not going to fly straight, but you can rest assured they're going to pull that freaking thing out. And put it in the put it in the bow and pull it back and launch it your way. The thing is, is as the caller was saying, is you you really do get to the point where it it starts to become comical it's uh It takes a long time to get there right i mean you have to you have to kind of like I was talking about with with the caller you do have to heal those those wounds you know not not to say that if something happened you know, if, if later today I go to the mailbox and some catastrophe is waiting there for me, I will probably have a reaction. I'll probably have a little private conversation with Debbie. We'll talk about it. And then I'll like, all right, you know, how do I, what, what's the way forward? Whereas in the past, it would be just a meltdown. And guys, just, just be prepared and think about the fact that they love to do that, when you have your kids. They don't wait. They don't it's not like okay. You know, Billy has the kids on the weekend, so I'm gonna make sure that this court paperwork doesn't drop right in the middle when, when he has a kid so that the kids don't have to see it. I'll make sure that it happens during the week. Now it's gonna be either right in the middle of it, like you know the kids, hey kids, come on in, you know, hey, first day, let's be great. Oh, I'm gonna go check the mail. And now your whole day is ruined. That happened to me a lot, or like right before. It, it was even sometimes it was like the kids were walking in the door, and it was like, "Oh, hey, here's a flaming turd for you." If you're early into this and that's happening to you, when you and you only have your kids for a couple of days, don't check. You know, don't check the mail. Don't check your email. If possible, you know, if if they're texting you. Don't, uh, you know, either block them, which could be problematic depending on where you're at in your court thing or, or just, just make sure you don't have those external attacks coming in. I mean, they might even try to use the kids. Oh, mommy wanted me to give you this, you know, our daddy wants me to give you this piece of paper, but, uh, you know, you have, (laughs) I just saw a comment from Tricia. That's pretty funny. Uh, all right. I'll say it. She said, quote, flaming turn is my new metal band name. (laughs) God, I love that. That's funny. I guess technically, since I already said it, I can say it again. It's not like something I didn't already put out there. Anyways, anybody who wants to participate in the show, you can do that by dialing one, four, two, four, three, seven, three, five, four, eight, three. Let me look at the, I, I think VB had a question. Let me see if I can find it. If I can find it, so now I got to scroll back, scroll back. Ah, there we do. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find it on the on the thing. Um, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, you guys have been talking a lot. This is making it a heck of a lot more complicated. Um. There we go, okay. So, why is that not popping up? Uh, my technology is failing me. There it goes. Says so VB says, I have a question. Do people who have, who have been through narc abuse, toxic relationships necessarily have inner child wounds? Um, it doesn't mean that you have, but there's a strong possibility And the reason is, in my opinion, and I know there's some conversation already happening with this. So if I've covered this, or if I'm saying something different, uh, but the the reality is is that if you're raised in a good childhood, you have good boundaries, you've gotten the appropriate attention at those critical age, you know, developmental ages, then you're not dealing with mommy and daddy issues, and you're not trying to fix things or replicate those problems with other relationships, or you don't consider toxicity to be normal. I think what happens with a lot of us is we have those inner child wounds. We don't really feel our confidence isn't really high. Our self-esteem isn't really high. We're used to toxic relationships. We're used to parents who aren't really great parents and being a parent's hard, right? I mean, we're all, most of us here are parents, so not the easiest thing in the world to do. However, what happens is, is that as the relationship starts to dissolve, devolve, dissolve, devolve, I'll say devolve, it starts to become more familiar. And you look at it and you say, well, yeah, okay. I was kind of hoping for something better, but People are like this, this stuff happens. you know if you're really having issues, you're like, "Well, I don't deserve any better anyways. This is the best I can get. They are right, meaning your your other your significant other when they're putting you down, you know, I'm not really worthy of good love and the really crazy part is is if you do have those inner child wounds, if you run into somebody who is emotionally healthy, let's say you happen to meet somebody. Who, who is is good their emotional maturity is good is solid they have good boundaries they're they uh, are empathetic they they are just you know the person you need to be with oftentimes what'll happen is is'll we'll, you'll sabotage it because it doesn 't feel natural it's exactly what is natural exactly is what you should have but because it 's not what you're used to and it's not what your inner voice is saying needs, saying what you deserve, you push it away because it's not the right thing. So that was a long way to say most of the time I think there are issues. I think if you find yourself in a situation where you're coming out of a toxic relationship that's lasted a long time, especially if it's lasted a long time, if it's a short amount of time, Then it's possible that you had good, healthy boundaries. You recognize it. You tried to make it work. And you get to the point where you're like, this is messed up. That's why I think people who have like, you know, one to two year relationships probably had a better foundation than somebody like me (laughs) who went through a 21 year relationship and took them that long, took me that long to realize this wasn't a, this was not good. This was not healthy. I had to go through so much pain and angst to get to the point where I'm like, enough is enough. I can't live like this anymore. Oh, Debbie had said, I would wait. I, I remember that day too. Awful. It was a really, it was a really bad day. So let me scroll down to the bottom and see if that Trish mentions a uh, uh to VB says inner child wounds reflect risk for CPS CPTSD. Um I'm not sure what the discussion was, but I would say yeah, right. I think when you have those those childhood, and this is okay, just this will be the the crash course in CPSD compared to PTSD. Again, I'm not a therapist, so you know this is just gonna be a, you know, a, a you know. What's shade tree mechanic? Shade sh- shade tree mechanic. View on it. PTSD is more typically when there's a trauma that you can relate to. Everyone always thinks about war. You're in war. You get attacked. Your friends get blown up. You're relive- reliving that trauma and that guilt. Why did they? You know all that stuff, and you're having those images go through your head. Non-war things could be an accident. You know, you get into a car accident and now you're having PTSD every time you get in a car or you hear a screech. And all of that, that fear and everything keeps running back. If you've been assaulted, the same type of thing. CPTSD, or complex post-traumatic stress disorder, comes from whenever the wounds are so deep and and been... been uh, stacked on top of stacked on top of stacked is whenever you have a emotional reaction, you have an emotional flashback or you effectively have a PTSD response and you have no idea where it came from. So like if you have a situation where something triggers you, again, I hate using that word, but, it, but I think it's, a, it's appropriate right here. And you have this, this response and later you're like, where did that come from? when when you have and and those those suck because then it's like wha, why did i respond that way that was weird or someone else looks at you like holy crap someone said this phrase to you and you completely flipped out what what was that about that's where i think uh it that's that's the big difference on it and it's really tough for people and i can relate to this when you have all that stuff stacked on, you don't know where it's coming from, so you don't know what to work on. And this is where a skilled therapist is, is, is critical, because they can help peel back those, those layers to get to what ultimately happened. It's like, if you can peel it back and get to the original root cause, and you can work through that trauma, it, it's, it's life-changing, the problem is, I mean, it's so weird because it, it sounds so easy. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're saying that if, if I just went to a great therapist and sat down and said, okay, I know I have problems from childhood. Let's, let's knock it out. Let's do a bunch of sessions back to back as much as we can do, and let's just do it. And it is, it is the most painful thing that a person can go through. You know? And, and it's worth, I mean, it's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. And if you don't, if you just say, okay, you know what? I went through that. I I burned myself on the stove. So I'm not, I'm never going to mess with the stove again. I'm just going to go over here and I'm going to live my life. And you can, you can for a while, you can put things in a, in a box. You can put them out of your mind, but guys, they inevitably, inevitably creep back up. Sooner or later, you're going to have to use a stove again. And if you haven't healed that wound, whenever you get too close or, or let's say somebody you know, makes a mistake and moves the pot too close to you and you feel the heat, you're going to have this flashback and you'll have a response that's not appropriate for the situation. You absolutely owe it to yourself to take the time to heal. Trit, let's see here uh i'm just going to grab this one because it's the last one trisha says i was diagnosed diagnosed with ptsd but disagreed at the time i now realize it was correct cptsd is used for sustained chronic abuse and in my case was due to narcissistic childhood trauma yeah see that's a great example of that and see here's the problem with it too right and with, with, with what what uh, Trisha's saying. And this goes, and this goes. I think with a lot of things, is it doesn't fit the norm of what everyone talks about. You, know, you go and someone says, "Oh, you're suffering from PTSD," and you're like, P- "PTSD? What, what do you mean? I'm PTSD? i don't have PTSD? I haven't been in war. I haven't been. Haven't had an accident. You know, I didn't get. You know, ran over in a car or or something. Because it doesn't fit what what is norm. I mean, it's what. That's one nice thing about. A lot of this stuff being available on the internet is you can find stuff when it's like, Oh, okay. That's what they mean. I mean, I'm not even sure technically if CPTSD is really a, a real recognized term yet. So let me look at some of the other comments. So Shanna Dawn new to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate it. it says, "Yep, flashbacks, panic response, all that." It's and it's it's really tough. And a lot of people don't understand. And then you try to explain to someone who doesn't get it, and they're like, "Well, everyone has childhood trauma." I mean, I had childhood trauma. I don't have CPTSD or PTSD. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> but they don't recognize it. Anyways, I'm going to I'm going to am scrolling up again trying to see cuz I always I always I always lose the bubble on the comments. What a lively show. I was really I was really my alarm didn't actually woke me up this morning I was not not uh, not at the things were not going necessarily the way I had intended this morning, but the show's turning out pretty good. Let's see. Bradley says, when court is involved, it's a living hell with them. They will morph and sculpt everything in their favor. And then when you have to explain your view and happening, it's not accurate when they fabricate everything. Oh yeah, but see that, and that's, Bradley, that's partly by design because if they can skew the waters enough and make things so muddied, your original point that you're, you're there for gets lost. It's almost, well, not almost. What you need to do is you got to redirect everything back to what's really important. We were talking about that the other day, I think, with the caller. Where their ex is just, just, you know, dumping the trash all over the table. And the only real way to effectively deal with that, unless you have a ton of money and are going to go to a trial and spend a ton of money and time going through every little nitinoid issue, is to roll it back. You know, for the most part, family courts don't necessarily care about much of any of this. I mean, they'll get distracted, but if you can bring it back, I mean, if there's like, oh, there's all this crap, you know, look, oh, there's a, look, smoke and mirrors. It's like, okay, but we're here because I, I have 50 50 custody and the kids withholding, or the, the ex is withholding the kids. It's like, just bring it all back to that. That's irrelevant. We're here because of this. And they'll try to say, no, this piece of trash is important because that's why it was withheld. And it's like, no, you, it's 50, 50. If there's a problem, you come back to court and change it. You don't just unilaterally make some type of a a change, but it's by design. It's, it's to try to get you off track is to try to get you to, to spin out of control and muddy the waters think about it guys they love chaos because when things aren't in chaos it can draw more attention to them if they can keep everything going nutso then everyone's confused trying to figure out right and anyone coming in unless they know the situation is going to be like okay we got two knuckleheads knucklehead one knucklehead two you know they're both being idiots they're both they're both fabricating stories they're both seeing that's the other problem is right the court system realizes everyone's lying, so they, they're looking at it, going, "Okay, well, this person's lying. Who is the person who's really lying? And this person obviously is lying. So you know, it's both a bunch of crap. So who do we believe more? Or who do we believe less now? And if this person is causing this person to freak out, and all the provocations are working, then there's a possibility that where you can say, "Well, okay, well, this makes sense. While this person's freaking out, and this person is, you know, is everything they're saying." super tough. It goes back to what I was talking about before. You have to get to the point to where you recognize what they're trying to get you to do, what they're doing and why the, the image that they are trying to, to portray are trying to the story that they're trying to get you to act in and do the opposite. Anyways, I'm scrolling up. Fact camp says the hardest thing about being a parent is when the other parent decides to alienate and destroy a wonderful relationship. And that right there is the sad truth of what a lot of people are dealing with. And then we're stuck in a situation to where we're jumping through all the flaming hoops that I said in the beginning that we have to do to try to save the relationship And it's, it's really tough. It's, it's, it's incredibly stressful. It's hard to do. It's easy to fail. There's a lot of things you can do to, to position yourself for success, but at the same time, it's incredibly difficult. Sometimes it's easier when you have less time with the kids because you have some time to, to recharge your batteries and get, get your game face on when they, uh, when they, when they are with you. And that's what I, I mean, honestly, what I used to do, you know what, I'm going to go to the caller because we only have a couple of minutes left and I'll grab this. It says, uh, dealing with a crazy and I do that. Hello. Hello. Let's see here. Uh, talk. Hello. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, that's Wayne.
0: Yep, you are on, and, and unfortunately, I'm, we only have um, a couple of minutes. So go ahead and and. Uh... That's
2: okay. I just, I just really wanted to tell you that um, my brother had like started dealing with a, a really sad issue in his life, and he. I've been helping him with it, but I found your channel at this like kind of the same week everything started happening for him. He mm. got served with an EPO at work out of the blue couldn't see his kids for a month and a half, almost two months, then a breach of an EPO. It was like one thing after another and it was all based on bullshit. Um, oh. But I found your channel and I put him onto it and you have just helped so much, Dwayne.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, that's I'm glad to hear that. that yeah. It's, that's, was, that's the goal, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Nothing beats a crazy, quite like another crazy. So she's, uh, you know, women can kind of, figure women out. So yeah. if, I, if there's anybody on your channel that is dealing with that, I would highly recommend if you're going through something like this and you're male, reach out to a female that you trust because we can always get into their heads a little bit better than you guys. Good point. I flipped the script on her. Like you wouldn't believe. Like awesome. it's been pretty amazing how I flipped this script on her. And even the judge scolded her and took her parenting away from her. So it's been pretty crazy, the ride that we've been on, but honestly, it was kind of your show that really helped us kind of figure out what we had to do.
0: Well, awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I mean, for my yeah. understanding is Canada is is really rough on the fathers. So that is awesome to hear.
2: Very much so.
0: Well, thank you for yeah. sharing that. It's
2: actually, it's almost like, it's almost like he had no right right off the get-go. It was just, yeah. yeah, take the kids, and he gets nothing. And he's been the sole provider for the past 15 years. He literally has worked every night shift for 15 years so he can take care of those kids. He gets home. He makes breakfast, takes them to school, does everything. She sleeps the day away. But she, everything she said was taken for gospel, you know? So, oh, yeah. I flipped the script on her, though, Dwayne. So, well, that is- yeah, I would highly recommend Involve awesome. a female.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, thank yeah. you for sharing that. I appreciate it.
2: I right. I appreciate your time. As soon as I saw that you were live, I was like, I gotta call in.
0: Well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks so much. Wait. Right.
2: Have a wonderful day and I'm off to work.
0: You too. All right, bye. Guys, you know, this is another example of if you approach this correctly, you're not destined to lose. It it won't be easy. And having having people in your corner who get it and are on your side and are helping are great as long as they're helping in the right way. Sometimes people will give you bad advice. So I'm glad the channel was able to help them tailor their, their response and turn things around. And that's the key. It's setting things up for them to expose themselves, undermine their own story and allow the truth to come through. Oftentimes what happens is, is we get in this tit for tat where we're, we're fighting or we, you know, we're we responding it, with those emails like the hybrid no contact. I know we didn't talk about that today, but uh, you get into the mode to where you're fighting this or you're responding with this in an ineffective way. And all it does is cloud, uh, muddy the waters, clouds things. It really puts your adversary at an, at an advantage and can potentially blow things up in your face but if you can sit there and say okay take the step back really look at what you're dealing with how you're approaching it take a pragmatic approach at like okay this is what i'm dealing with this is what's going on like everything we've been talking about today you can really increase your chances of winning And, and and to be honest guys i hear stories like what the caller this last caller brought up over and over again to where, as soon as you realize what you're dealing with and you start modifying your approach, things start to change. Does that mean you're still, you know, you're going to potentially go without seeing your kids for a few months and have to deal with a false restraining order or protective order? Yeah. But if it, but your actions are super critical on making sure that it doesn't it doesn't end in a in a bad way. It's amazing the damage that these people. Hashtag these people, which I sometimes use, cause. It's absolutely not fair. It's not right. But unfortunately, it's a situation a lot of us find ourselves in. And the great part for, I think, most of the people here is whenever you turn around, and later, whenever somebody else is going through it, you could potentially be what the caller was to their brother be that person who can say okay this is what's going on this is how you deal with it you know check out you know check out this crazy dude on youtube check out some of his videos and uh really turn the tide i know i always feel i always feel good whenever somebody who's really early in the process shows up you know maybe they haven't even separated yet it's just happening, and then they get all this information so they know what they're dealing with and uh, can, can turn the tide, can make sure that they don't take the bait, that they don't fall for the trap, and get, their, get, get things back on track. And it's a lot of work. It is absolutely a lot of work. Anyways, so we are down to the final, final minute. So thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Wednesday. I appreciate uh, the conversation. We had some great callers and comments. You guys want to support what we do here. Consider being a channel member, or if you just want to want to throw something in the tip jar, you can uh, do that. The links are all in the description and the show notes. This can be overcome. We can make better decisions. We can undo a lot of the damage that's happened. It's not easy, it's not fair that we have to do this. But I personally think that this leads to personal growth that we never would have experienced otherwise. We get to re-baseline our lives, start over and figure things out. On that, I'll see you guys tomorrow on the next show.